Welcome, everybody, to Business Meets Spirituality. I'm Adam Hergenroth, joined by Hallie Warner, my chief of staff, where we believe in personal growth through business success. Personal productivity is a topic of conversation right now, and it's probably a topic of conversation for your entire life, not just your own personal productivity, but it's also your team productivity, your kids' productivity, your spouse's productivity. Everything we do can a lot of times be defined about our personal productivity. One of the things that's really important as we kind of start to look at, and we're going to jump in, and of course, Hallie's on this, so she's going to make sure that we have some really good tactics and ask a lot of good questions about this so you can actually... Well, maybe. Yes, I mean, will. Mostly, I just want some clarity. I know. Well, we'll get there. But we'll make sure that we actually have some tactics down for you. But one of the things I want to explain um, that Caitlin, before we jumped on here, brought up, which I thought was a good important point, is that... If you allow your mind to define what your personal productivity is, then you're never going to feel like you've hit your productivity level. It has nothing to do with whether or not how much you get done. In fact, um, you want to actually, uh, you want to accomplish a lot throughout a day. That's why we're talking about personal productivity. Like how much can I, how much impact can I have? How much can I move the financial meter in my business? How much can I move my physical body? How much can I get done? What's the impact that I can have in the organization? However, if you come into that blindly, you're not going to know what needle you're even moving. So one of the most important things you have to do is you have to define how you're going to win in personal productivity each day. So for me or for anybody else that's coming into this, you have to get very clear on what it looks like for you to win the day, which is why, you know, Gary Kelly wrote the one thing. There's a lot of books about this, about how do you define what the one measurement that's going to move everything forward? Because if you're like us who are running multiple organizations and businesses, it's extremely messy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's very messy. There should never be a time where you can cross everything off of your to-do your to-do list, right? You should have what I love when they talk about the one thing, the success list or, you know, your priority list. Really, you can have your to-do list of 10 things and you bring it down to one or two things that really absolutely have to get done today. Before we jump into the actual what are you doing in your business, I want you to define what it feels like to win each day. Because if you, that's the core place that you're starting, the decisions on what you need to do each day actually become very clear. So what I mean by that is when I wake up in the morning, I've decided that I won because I won because I won because I'm here Mm -hmm. because I woke up and now I get to experience how productive I can be, right? I get to experience going for a run. I get to experience being able to be laser focused in my job. I get to experience to be able to build an organization or teach or drive a car or talk to Hallie on a podcast, right? You get to experience it all versus most of us are waking up and they're going, okay, I'm going to judge myself by how much I get done. But the thing is, there's never an end point or a beginning point. And so you're always moving the end point, no matter how much you get done. Well, it goes back to the whole human being, which is what you wake up and do, and the human doing, which is what I wake up and do. There's never an experience that you've had that you don't want more of. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's the problem, right? Is that whatever experience you're having, how much, and you can just, we're just talking about this in the, in the vein of productivity. So I'm going to keep it on there. When you're productive, then you always wake up and go, wow, it's really productive. Now you've, now, if you don't understand, if you take it from that approach, you're going to go to the, to the next day and go, I have to be as productive or more productive in order to feel the same way. Mm-hmm. And so people then get caught in this trap of feeling that the only way they're going to feel more productive is if they get more done. 
and more done is defined by how they feel. And if you're not doing more than the day before, then you're going to feel less. And therefore, what you try to do by making up for it is working harder and longer and even more. But then all of a sudden, you're seven layers away from the actual thing that you need to be doing because you're trying to do everything to try to make yourself feel good or put it out there to make you feel like you're productive. And I'm not saying you're not productive, but this is the pattern that people get themselves in there from this, right? And so what you do is when you, you look like you want to ask a question or you're just yeah. thinking about it. <laughs> well, where my mind is going is that I definitely understand that. But if we, if, if people were at a place where they weren't being, weren't doing it for a feeling, mm-hmm. if they were at such a place, then getting a lot done is super important. Yeah. Nobody says any, you have, you have to understand they're both independent, right? They're, they're separate things. How you feel and what you get done have nothing to do with one another. You're making it feel and making it combined. But the reality is they have nothing to do. Right. Because as I'm hearing you say it, it's almost sounding like a negative thing. You have to get all this stuff done. Da, 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 da. Well, to me, that's like a super positive thing, getting all this. It's not positive done. or negative. It just it's, is. It just is. When, yeah. you, when you're making it positive or negative based on what you think you need to get done. And so therefore, it's actually causing suffering or causing a, an opening to make you feel good. I don't deny that if you feel like you had a productive day, you will feel better. Mm-hmm. You'll go home and you have a different experience because you feel better because you feel like you actually accomplished more. Whereas then the next day you wake up and you don't feel like you got as much done. You're going to have a different experience. You're going to go home and not feel as open because you didn't feel like you needed to open it as enough. And well, then so how do you separate the two so that you separate the feeling, but you're still getting everything? Well, personal done. productivity. Yeah, exactly. It's a great question. Personal productivity comes down with first defining yourself. First thing, when you, when you take consciousness, meaning that you're always conscious, but when you wake up in the morning and yes. you first take that first breath of consciousness and you understand your alarm clock's going off, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you then need to define, instead of getting caught up, oh my God, I have to do everything and I've got to do all these emails. You've already lost. You've already lost. You're now going to be playing catch up in your mind. Even if you somehow figure out how to get there and get through the whole day, you've just now made your entire day about you getting over all of the things that caused in the first place that you were the one that caused it. So then you spent your entire day trying to fix something that you were cutting off the circulation for yourself, right? It's the epitome of self-fulfilling prophecy, right? So what you have to do is when you wake up in the morning, you literally take the stance of, I've won because first the human being, right? Versus doing I've won because now I get to go out and be experienced. The really interesting thing is you'll be actually much more productive You'll be actually much more clear mm-hmm. when you operate from that place instead of going and getting caught up in the, in the hamster wheel of thinking you need to do everything you'll be doing. You may still work the same amount of hours. You still may, right? You still may do all the things that you're doing. It's just what you're doing has a larger impact on the organization, but then you're not tying your identity to how productive I am being. We're going to get productive and being productive is, is, is awesome for business. We need it. In fact, over this past week, I've been teaching nothing but personal productivity to increase wealth, which as as the more productive you are, the more cash flow in terms of a business position you make. And then as you have more cash flow, you can hire more people, which turns back on the economy. You can buy more goods and services, which your expense is somebody else's income. So it moves the whole organization forward. That's awesome. But the problem, when when we mirror them together, we've lost. And so what I'm trying to get people to understand is personal productivity. If you really want to master personal productivity, you master first you setting how you win. Most people don't define how they win and they're defining how they're winning through an action instead of defining how they win for experiencing this. Then it becomes clear that all your actions actually show up because you're playing with how things need to unfold. 
So anyways, so how do you do it, right? So the first thing, we're going to get into tactics, but I wanted to really explain that to make sure that they're bifurcated for individuals because we like mm-hmm. to think that our personal productivity is tied into some action that we're doing. But in reality, yes, okay, like in the physical yeah. world, there yeah. is. And I'm not saying, you have to understand, yes, we're going to get and we're going to be extremely productive in our business. We may work a 15-hour day. You may work 24 hours in the day, right? You may just do it. I mean, how, how many times have you not slept and worked three days in a row, right? I'm just, it's <laughs> Maybe got- Maybe not that extreme. <laughs> well, my point is you may end up working seven days without sleeping. You may not, but that should have nothing to do with your defining how productive you were. Yeah, and that's where I'm getting caught up because to me that does define productivity productivity is how is the uh, the doing certain things to have the, um, the most effect and being the most efficient right yes doing whatever you're doing but I'm not attaching a feeling to that productivity and feelings aren't necessarily the same thing in my mind and I feel like you're saying productivity and the emotions that you get from productivity are the same thing well do you feel better when you feel like you're more productive I think it depends on the day I mean I'm productive every day mm-hmm when you feel like you had a really productive day, though, do you feel like it's more productive for you? Do you go home and it opens you up a little bit more? Honestly, I don't remember the last time I wasn't productive. <laughs> so I pretty much am on that high all the time, I guess. Um, I know what you're, you're trying to get at. Like, yes, sure. If I'm more productive, I feel better. Sure. And I, you and I are actually saying the same thing. I'm just going one layer deeper. Yes, productivity can open you up and make you feel, and I'm, we're actually going to talk, I mean, productivity is really important. I mean, I get a lot of things done in throughout my day, whether mm-hmm. that starts from physical to meditation to business, all those things. Right. We're being extremely productive, but I don't want people, what I really want people to take away from the beginning opening of this part is I don't want them to feel that their worth or how their, how their experience is going to be after work is tied to their productivity because then they're going to, then they're going to be riding the roller coaster of if I was productive or not productive based on some variable that keeps moving. Right. Yes. And if you, if you're tying yourself to that, then you're going to go up and down and there may be weeks that go by that you're feeling great. And then there's going to be a, a week that goes by that you don't feel as productive. Or if you happen to get sick, or if you're trying to just take a day off, you can't take a day off because you feel like you need to be doing something. Right. So, so I get the emo- kind of the emotional tie and some of the identity ties to that. But what's coming to mind is if you were, <laughs> this is probably my, just my perception, but if you're not productive or if I have team members who are not showing up and being productive, taking their emotions out of it, they're not going to be successful in this company. Absolutely. So not. I don't, so having a productive day is important. Making high impact is important. Getting certain work done is super important and when they go home, how they feel, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. sure, we can have an impact on yeah, that to a certain yeah. degree, but right, they can go home and how they be how they feel. But if they're not productive here, when, when they're here, they're yes. not going to be successful. Either are you, right? Nobody right. is, right? Me, you, you have to be productive. I'm just separating the two out there because I just, when, when Caitlin brought up the question to bring into it, she alluded to the fact that her energy is opened or closed based on how productive that she feels that she thought she was. And I just wanted to separate those two out there. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, if you have yourself or an employee that's not productive, they're just not going to be in business, right? If they're just going to come in here and it doesn't, it's not giving you an excuse of being like, I want you to feel okay, Hallie. So yeah. therefore you don't well, have you know, to that's do what anything. I'm at. I know, I'm like... I know. That's where you're going. <laughs> it's going to do that. What, what I, so I just wanted to start off with that point of yeah. you defining First of all, you have to define that you are not conditioned by anything that happens externally to feel 
like you are. And we're just referring, we've referred this to almost every single episode that we've ever done. Mm -hmm. I'm referring to personal productivity as Mm -hmm. well too. Mm -hmm. Because if you can understand that, what it does is, like Michael Singer is a great example of this. Obviously a huge mentor of mine, right? He worked 20 hours a week, if not more, 20 hours a week, 20 hours a day while he was building his companies. Mm -hmm. He never once felt burnt out. He never Mm -hmm. felt, never once felt he was productive or unproductive, right? Mm -hmm. He's literally, and so it wasn't about, he was probably the most productive person. I actually remember one time he was talking, he was saying, when we were doing mergers, he goes, they weren't really paying attention to my yogic style. They're paying attention to how much I worked. And so there was never, and I think people don't really understand his, they, they read his books and Mm -hmm. they, they follow his stuff. They don't understand how actually productive he was. The reason why he was so productive and built what he built though, was because of how laser focused he was on ensuring that his productivity didn't define him from those things. Right, which is what we've talked about before. Like yes. any of our work shouldn't define exactly who we are. And when the same thing with burnout that we've talked about, yes. he wasn't burned out because he was in 100% alignment with what he with the work that he was doing. Yes. Right? All of those things that we've discussed yes. before. So there's somebody probably listening that is just is riding the roller coaster of personal productivity. Mm-hmm. So the some, first- Right, some days they're, they're exactly. on and they feel on a high and yes. some days they- get nothing done. And, and, and maybe you're, on. you're an all-star. So not everyone can raise to your level at all times. So at, when, when people aren't feeling high, then their productivity suffers. And so when they're actually starting to feel like they're not productive, all and it's a nine o'clock and they're like, Oh my God, I'm unproductive. I'm not doing these things. Then the rest of the day, they become 50% less productive because now they're just consumed about how do I be more productive? Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to get them out of their mind first and then recenter themselves and saying, okay, I'm here. It's eight, nine, ten. What can I do to be most productive right now? Right? What is the you narrowing the question? What's the one thing that I can do right now? How do I be productive? How do I move things forward? So then, so you just identifying that first because you can you can ride that roller coaster for what it is that you want to do. Then, when you first define how you win. So again, for me, when I wake up, my winning. This goes for any episode that you can do. Is that I'm winning because I'm winning because I'm here. Like I, right. there's vast majority of spaces everywhere else around us. And you get to experience the fact that you're driving a car or on a podcast or listening to this or calling a client or, you know, dealing with a hire or dealing with a fire or dealing with whatever it is. You just get to deal with it. You get to drive a car. You get to, it's you're, you're there. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Right. Then you need to, from a clear standpoint, you then say, how do I be most productive for me? So that's the fine. The first, I'm talking about the first like 30 seconds you're awake. Then what that does is it propels you into a cycle that makes you more productive. And that can get you into, so the first thing is when your alarm clock goes off in the morning, the first thing, this isn't new, right? People have taught you this many times, but you're still hitting the snooze button on your alarm clock. What you're doing is the minute that goes off, the reason why you set it there was because the night before you had a clear intention that you wanted to get up at that time. I'm not going to tell you what time it was, but you decide that, but you made a decision of saying, I need to get up at this time. Let's just use 4.30, right? I want to get up at 4.30. If and when it goes off at 4.30, you go, I don't want to get up anymore. That's, you're not taking control of your time. You're not taking control of your personal productivity, right? You're just allowing the emotions of the situation to dictate how and what you do, right? And so then you, instead of just, so the first thing that you can do is set a time. It doesn't, if you, if you don't want to get up at 4.30, don't. I'm not telling you to, right? Set a time that makes sense for you to get up. But when you decide, you decide because you need to take it. How are people going to follow you if you can't even just lead yourself from the first moment you become conscious? So when it goes off, just make the decision to win, right? The mind isn't going to, the feelings and emotions aren't going to override my decision-making ability because that's when personal productivity can deteriorate. 
so when you, when you, when it all of a sudden, and you don't think about it in that terms because it's like a small thing. You don't see how that goes in there, but you take control right there. Your alarm clock goes off. Boom. I get up and everyone knows. Yes. Maybe the first 30 seconds as you're waking up, right. That goes back in that phase and, and whatever it is that you're going through or five minutes to get up. But once you're up, you're up and you're doing it. Then what does your morning routine look like? It's going to be different for everybody. And there's plenty of techniques out there, not just from mine, from people out there of their techniques and the most common ones, if you see successful in productivity, success leaves clues. So if you model after a, a traditional successful business individual who's successful, meaning that they've built a business and they have a, they're doing their life and they're very productive, right? Mm-hmm. They have some sort of morning routine that starts them off in the right way. And everyone was, is different. But the thing that I think I want you to take away from that is they've defined what that looks like for them. That's what I was going to say is that there is no perfect morning no. routine. It's you just need to have one. And you have one because you've decided when you're clear what it is that you want to start doing or doing or how that morning routine looks like. Mm-hmm. Then you act on that. That will change over time. There's no question about that. So you didn't decide. Maybe it's a gratitude journal. Maybe it's running. Maybe it's typing. Maybe it's writing a book. Maybe it's doing a personal blog. Maybe it's a podcast. Maybe it's just going for a walk with your dog. Maybe it's exercise. Maybe it's meditation. Meditation. Maybe it's any of those. Maybe it's knitting. I don't know, right? It can be anything, one of those. The key is that you've clearly used your mind and deciding to do what it is to start your day off. That's why I'm saying when the alarm clock goes off, you're clearly making a decision that's going to lead you to be able to hold the line on personal productivity throughout the day. So then you define what it is that it looks like for you. Then when you enter into the workplace, you've now are entering with energy. You're not entering with seven layers deep of, oh my God, the, you know, all this is hitting the fan and I'm late and there's somebody in front of me that's driving now I'm pissed off from them. And you're, you're in your mind going round and round about what's going on instead of, then you're trying to, then you enter a meeting and like, be creative, Hallie. (laughs) And you're going like, I can't even get back to neutral. You know, one thing you said, I just wanted to kind of hit on again is because I, I also just said, it doesn't really matter what your morning routine is as long as you have one. That's not really true. What you just said is what I'm hearing is whatever your morning routine is, you can create it how you want, but it's got to be something that one like centers you, gives you clarity and gives you energy for the yes. day. Yeah. So it kind of matters what it is yes. as long as they give you those things. Yes. We won't go, this is a little side snippet and we have an energy podcast that's out there, but mm-hmm. your entire life is nothing but energy. Your entire, I want to go down that whole thing, but everything you do is like, and just to give you a quick example of this, when you're in business, and you are feel like you're kicking ass, right? Like just use that word. And really what, when somebody says I'm kicking ass, you're full of energy, mm-hmm. right? That's what it is. You're just full of energy. Like you feel like you can just run through a wall, right? And you're just high. That's a high state. Then when a problem shows up and you're full of energy, how much does the problem actually matter? You just tackle it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're low energy and you come in there and you're just lower energy and it's there and you can just feel it, all of a sudden a small problem shows up and it feels like an elephant just crippled your legs, and you, you, you feel like you can't even make a decision. You're like, oh my God, the world's falling in. So this is why when you take control, it's all leading to, to giving you the most energy and centering yourself and taking control of your day, right? Because as you're taking control of this and you're operating from a high place, the decisions on what to do become easier. They become easier because you're operating from a higher place versus the lower place. When you're tired and frustrated, your decisions are completely different than when you're really high kicking ass, right? Yeah. And I was going to say, not just your decisions, but your productivity, you're clearer, you can move through faster. You're not double having to triple check your work. Yes. You're just 
banging through things yes. all day. Yes, exactly. And so versus when you, you know, this kind of goes back to the first thing versus when you're in your head, seven layers deep, trying to figure out how you'd be productive, but you're trying to write a paper. You, it took you three times longer to write the paper. Or getting overwhelmed by everything that you well, because not, do have to do. Well, because yeah. then you look at your inbox and you're like, I have 400 emails in there. I got to write this paper and I've got, my voicemail is, is full. And then you just allow the, the environment to overwhelm you, which then is preventing you from actually doing the thing that you're trying to be doing. Right. Instead of understanding you come in there, I've already defined how I won. So therefore I'm just going to take my focus, my energy and put it on this particular thing because I've identified today as this morning this is the most important thing for me to do. And then you put your energy, then you just move on to the next thing, into the next thing, into the next thing. But you want to enter into your workplace with full of energy, right? I mean, when people say they want, you know, you know, whatever it is that somebody wants, car, planes, houses, money, a new job, new career, status, all of those things, they're fun, play with them, they're awesome. But what you're really saying is, I want the feeling that I get from those, which the feeling that you get from those is nothing but energy. So what you're, what, if you can start your day off with feeling a ton of energy and high in this high state and you're just, just here, right? You tackle everything and that it's, it, I can't describe it more with words. I can only take you so far, but it's just when you're, when you're operating from that state, it's just what is in front of you becomes very clear. You just know what to do. And then it seems like when you're continuing to operate from there, the right things just unfold for you. Versus when you're operating from the lower state of unproductivity, when you're not productive, you're trying to, you're overwhelmed, you're in your mind, things don't fall in line with you because it's actually trying to go, you're not in alignment, you're not doing these things, you're not doing it right. And then you just translate to that of, I need to work longer. Mm-hmm. And so then you are harder and then you end up working tirelessly and you're exhausted and that's how burnout occurs from all those different things, right? It's not the, it's never the allotment of time, right? So we're not referring to the amount of time. By the way, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I've probably said this many times in this podcast before and in live sessions. I mean, 50% of what people do in a business day doesn't even matter. I don't mean it doesn't matter. Like it didn't, they didn't do something. They did it. It's not like they're sitting there watching the next season of billions, which is good by the way, (laughs) but like, it's not like they're sitting there watching that, right? They're doing something. So they've convinced themselves that they're doing something. Well, it's the whole, it's the busy being busy versus being productive. Yeah. And so when you're, when you're operating from that place, when you're operating with full energy, you don't allow yourself to be busy. Right. Everything you do is purposeful, productive. Yes. Moving, moving the needle forward, either in your personal life or for the business. Yeah. Because when you're, when you're coming in full of energy, if you think about when you're listening to this, you know, and you've just had one of those days that you're just full of energy, you don't even allow yourself to even get distracted by busyness. Do you, Mm -mm. you are operating from this place of just intense focus and you're like, bring it in. What's the next? What's the next? That's too small. Bring it in. What's the next thing I can do? That's how you want to operate every day. So if you want the most out of personal productivity, it's actually the flow of your highest level of energy because it doesn't allow, the only reason why you get distracted by things is because you don't really know what to do or you're unwilling to take them on or you don't have the energy to take on the new project. And so when you come in with full energy, it's like, you just don't, that, that doesn't even exist. The busyness doesn't exist. Or if it does, it exists when you've timed blocked for it, right? If at seven o'clock at night, you want to watch your favorite show or whatever it is, or whatever time it is that you want to do it, go do that. Nobody's saying don't enjoy Netflix or Showtime or Billions. Just throw that in there again. Billion, right? Or Real Housewives. Yeah, or Real, Real Housewives or what's Yellowstone, by the way. It's a good, mm, it's a good yeah, show. I'm just good. waiting for the new season to come out for that. But anyway, so it's, it's about your, your productivity 
comes down to taking control. The moment you become conscious, you start taking control of what your day is. You define how you need to win first. And you've heard mine. You define whatever it is that you want for that. Then you just, you want to set up your morning routine to get the most amount of energy, regardless of where you're at. Everyone's playing at a different level. And there's always, there's, you can, you can be high and then your next day you can be higher. You just, you can always be higher, right? But at the same time is you got to figure out given what I, where I am right now, how do I define and get the most amount of energy moving forward? So when I come into, I have this tailwind bringing me throughout the business day, then everything lines up. And it doesn't mean when I say line up, it doesn't mean there's not going to be a hundred problems. Right. doesn't mean there's not going to be changes. doesn't mean that, you know, you're not going to deal with some heavy shit that happens throughout the day. It just means that everything will line up, meaning that that's what something you need to deal with. And I'm glad you're dealing with it with a ton of energy. And you'll know what to deal with, what not to deal with. Exactly. And, yeah. It just becomes easier. The reason why people have trouble with decisions is because first they haven't taken control of their life. So they don't even know what to do. Then they're trying to figure out, Oh, how do I feel about this decision? It has nothing to do with how you feel. Don't get lost in that concept. Just hear that. And really, you're now combining how I feel about some decision about how it's going to feel somebody else. No, no, no. So that's why I'm saying you bifurcate those mm-hmm. two things. If you're coming in with full energy, when you're making those decisions, the decision was already there and you made it. You may look back on it and go, well, how did that feel? You're already, you're already in line with it. Whereas if you're not in productivity and you're not following this type of procedures, it actually becomes, then you go really deeper and like, well, then you start thinking about everything and you're just trying to see how it, it matches for you. How would I feel about this? How would I not? Versus just operating from that place. You don't allow feelings on either side to get in so that you're operating from a much different place from that perspective from there. So some tactics to bring into this. Number one, when your alarm clock goes off, get up, just get up. Mm-hmm. Number one, start there. This okay. one, you can get out of there, just start there. Again, if you've been hitting the snooze, I remember when I first worked through this, by the way, I, I say this like I was like, I've been doing this my entire life. Um, <laughs> I, when I first started in real estate, I, I literally would, would set my alarm and maybe somebody else is listening to this. I would set my alarm. I feel like, well, I need to get up at 730. So I'm gonna set my alarm at seven. And I know I can hit snooze three times, right? Like mm-hmm. that's how I would operate in this, in this thing. So I would, that's how I did it. And then I started, you know, working on personal development routines and different things. I can't things. imagine you even ever getting up at 7.30. It was like, like 7.30 or even 8. That's like, it like was bad. midday yeah. for you now. I know, it is. It's, it's crazy. But, um, but I just, actually the triggering point was for me, I had already started working on this. And, uh, and I started working on this and I started moving it forward. I think I was maybe at like 7. <laughs> it was a big move for me, right? Like 6.45 or something like that. I didn't have any kids, right? There was no really responsibilities from that point. And um, I remember reading, I, I should just, I was reading an article about Tim Cook when he started taking over Apple. Um, and may, maybe it was a little, maybe I was like 6 or something like that. I'd already been working on it for a couple mm-hmm. of years. And uh, I remember reading it and he's like, he was up at 3.30 in the morning. And I was like, well, and they were telling me how productive he was throughout his day, mm. right? And the same conversation comes in. He was productive because he set himself up to be productive. Right. You don't set yourself up to not be productive, but that's how most people are operating. Yeah. They're unproductive in the morning, but then they're expecting to go to work to be productive. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's raining outside, but when I walk outside, it's supposed to be sunny. <laughs> no, it's still raining, right? So you're unproductive. You have to be productive in the morning to continue the tailwind of being productive in business. You might be able to change for a period of time, but you're not going to be able to even maximize your productivity unless you're setting yourself to be productive. And then I was going to say, just to close that loop, then you're productive at, you know, during the day, which then leads you into having, you know, you go back home and you're productive with your, in your relationships and you're productive with your kids and you're productive with other personal things that you have going on. But if your morning's 
sucks and then your whole day sucks and then you have yes. no energy at the end of the day for the people that mean the most. Yes. And then all of a sudden you go home and you go, let me indulge in wine, edibles, food, or whatever it is that are there. Billion. So, billion. Yeah. <laughs> so that I can escape from feeling this way. Right. <laughs> and that's all what people do. And it's fine. Go play with those things if you want to. But it's just, you just use them. Just understand. I just want you to, I don't care what people do. I just want people to understand why they do it. And so then they get to make their own decision versus being run or ruined, if you want to throw an I in there, right? Your life that way. So, I mean, it's really that you want to just continue to follow that. So you, you get up in the morning, you do these things. So anyways, that's what triggered me to go forward with mm-hmm. that. By the way, on the side of personal growth, we were talking about personal productivity. I was thinking about this today in my run. It's about running. I, was, I ran almost, you know, 13 miles this morning. And it was, it was a rough run, by the way. People that exercise, I get it. Like some days are great and I just feel amazing. However, I was clear in my intention that I was running a certain amount of miles and like mile, it was actually one of those runs where the first half mile is like, this is going to be like a personal record. Like, it was like, I was like, man, I feel, I felt just high, just tons of energy. I'm like, I just feel amazing. And it's beautiful outside. When I say beautiful, it was 34, but it was sunny. sunny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm running and I'm like, and all of a sudden like halfway into this, and I'm like, wow, my legs are they're not operating like they should be right now. And I look down at my watch, my heart rate's higher than it is. And my time is higher. And instead of getting all wrapped up and worried about it, I just turn around, I go, well, you know, it's going to be a nice, easy run. And I just, just, I just it's going to be what it's going to be. I'm just out here enjoying it. And so then I just pushed. And of course, you know, I hear my mind enter in around mile four, like, hey, you can turn around now. You can turn around. It's fine. You've already, you've already done this. Just turn around. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to listen to that. And you just, just don't pay attention to it. Right. And you just, exactly. I'm just being personal products. I had said it with intention what I was going to do. Then of course, and I'm, I reached in, I, I, I turned around where I needed to turn around and came back and I, and I did it and just kind of forced myself to do those, those things that are on there. Um, I don't know where I was going on that story, but it was just not sure, but I'm not whole point. <laughs> if you're exercising and you feel like that, that mind will try to jump in there and try to derail you from being most productive when you were clear on what it is that you wanted to actually accomplish. Um, so from those things. So anyways, um, where was I going? We're going to talk thing? about anyways. something about getting back into the personal productivity side oh, of things. Oh, you know, so I was, um, when I was running this morning, this is what I, was, I, was, I was thinking about this on personal productivity, where people think about the word personal growth. And they think personal growth, I think people, when they think personal growth, they think growth and external growth. You ever think about this, right? Like a lot of people, no, when, they, when they think personal growth, I think instantly people love that phrase because they think that it's external growth. They think that it's growth in their assets, their growth in money, growth in, in mm. accomplishments, growth in in cars or whatever it Why is. Why do you think that people think that? <laughs> well, I just think when, I don't think that at all. Yeah, I just think well, they people think of like oh, it's one, and they use it as personal growth, like hey, it's internal growth. But really, what they're what I think they're thinking is that it's growth externally that then will help me grow. Like, I don't, I don't, and so I just wanted to be distinct about people when they, when you talk about personal growth and personal productivity, it's actually inner work, inner work. It's like, we should call it inner growth instead of personal growth. Cause I, I still think people naturally think, Hey, I'm a, I'm personally growing and I'm growing through this thing so I can get this. I just heard that language a couple of times. And I just want to remind people that personal growth is actually inner growth. Mm. If you want to talk about external growth and growing externally, like through things and stuff, those are fine too. Like you can have those, but it's inner growth first, which inner growth means you've got to be, you got to be willing to tell the truth. The truth will set you free. By the way, the truth is extremely painful. And when people want inner growth, what they're really thinking is, um, I want the inner growth of how I visualized inner growth. But if you really want to work on inner growth, it's painful. It's actually the hardest thing you'll ever do in your entire life. It's harder than relationships. It's harder than money. It's harder than anything that's out there. However, 
is the highest state you can ever be. There's nothing else out there that's going to give you even coming close, a fraction of how you can feel when you work on yourself first. Then everything else becomes easier. And that's the same thing we're talking about with personal growth, right? Personal productivity. When you work on your productivity of you first and you bring that into your team, you're demonstrating to your team how to be productive, how to be personally productive. So when you're working, so when your team sees that you're doing this, then they can follow suit. You're actually creating a higher ceiling, if you will, right? To use that word, you're creating, a, you're pushing the clouds up to allow more space for trees to grow, right? So you're just doing this by lifting everybody else up because you're lifting yourself up this way. So I just want to remind people that kind of inner growth word and personal productivity means that you're working on your actions, which then you can then share with what you're doing with your team through modeling, through conversations, through podcasts, whatever it is you're doing. So then they can raise their own level up to whatever layer they're playing with, right? And then they just keep working along there. That's how your entire ship rises, mm-hmm. right? It's not about you going in there and smacking somebody and saying, you need to be more productive. You need to show them what they're doing, show them the effects of what's happening. Then people will be sucked into it because they naturally are drawn to people that are, are working inwardly about themselves, right? And because it feels, they don't know what they're doing. They don't even know what's happening. It just starts to create this like tornado effect that pulls them up into it. So that's what, when you start becoming personally productive and you're leading that, it leaks into people's lives that are next to you. Mm-hmm. That then we call culture right? That culture then is created by bringing everybody else up into the business to pull everybody else up with it. So let me say we're a culture of productivity, right? And what does that mean? It's some sexy words. You put it up there and you like to say it on, you know, when you're being interviewed, but really what does that mean? Well, what it means is what we just talked about. It just means that you're first setting up yourself to take direction. Then you're creating this opportunity by raising everything else around you for everybody else. They don't, it's not like they said to go, oh, wow, you know, Hallie really did a good job doing that. So therefore I'm just going to go up there, right? It just, they just naturally look down and realize, holy shit, I just, I'm just up here now. How'd that happen? And you look around and go, it's because the culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they just use that word. Word is just, you ever think about words? You love language. You're a lot better <laughs> than I am. But words in itself are so funny because mm-hmm. like I, I experienced this with my kid. They asked me what a word means. And then I just use another word to describe the word and then another word to describe that word and just becomes this, this cycle of one word describing another word, which word has really no meaning except for the meaning that you give it by describing another word that means something else. <laughs> you ever think about, am I the only one that thinks about like that when my kid, anyways. Maybe. <laughs> so, but it's just funny how we use language like that to define things, right? And then we just, we inherently get that. But in, in case people have their kids asking them what words means and wanted to throw that as a side token for you listening to this. So when you bring back to the inner growth, the personal productivity, you bring your own personal productivity into your team. You show them what you're doing. You contribute to that. You can, you model what you're doing there and then I'll bring the rest of your team up there. Some of you probably are thinking, well, what if I have a team member that won't? What if I have a team member that's not productive? What if a team member that's not holding up? Then from a clear place, you have the discussion about what productivity means in your organization. You show them, you work with them on tactical examples. This is what it looks like. Help them with their morning routine. If it still doesn't improve, then there just may not be the right fit for your organization. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say that. Um, when you're talking about mo- like modeling all of this behavior, like that's a great step. And then the next step is that you actually have to hold team members accountable yes. too. Like yes. you can't just say, Hey, look at what, look what I'm doing and hope they do it. Yeah. You um, know, and, and when you're holding account- people accountable, it's like, if, even if you have leaders, it's, you keep them at, you have, 
metric setup, you have scorecards that are being displayed daily or weekly or monthly, whatever makes sense for your business that show you where you're going and show you the indicators where your business is going. Those are primary tactics. When those scorecards start to go the other way, that's when you get close to people. That's when you start taking a step. I always joke like on my stage, like it's like if, if Hallie's five feet from me and all of a sudden numbers start slipping, I'm going to take a step. Of, I'm going to step in. And all of a sudden you're going to feel me more in your business. Mm -hmm. Then if it's not improving again, I may take a bigger step in. Then all of a sudden you're going to feel me even more. Then all of a sudden I'm next to you. Right. And that's what, then people go, why are you micromanaging taking me? the job back? Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's just the accountability. The yeah. accountability is that you come in there and you hit somebody with a stick. It's you take a step and lean in and then you see how they respond. If they, and most of the time, for most people, one step is all is necessary. Mm -hmm. It's just, and I say one step as a metaphor for having a conversation with them, bringing it back to tools, helping them. And you're actually Clarity, truly helping focus. them. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 But then if you have to take another step in, I've actually, I remember I can think of a, a leader of one of my companies about four or five months ago. When I walk in, I actually walked in after taking a couple of steps in. I said, hey, understand this is going to feel really heavy. This is going to feel like I'm micromanaging you and you're going to feel me next to you every move that you make. This is the exact wording that I had with him. I said, I'm explaining that to you now because the numbers are not going the direction that we are. And I understand, I need to understand why and I understand what you're doing either to help you or remove you. That was the exact conversation. And he, actually his response was, thank you. Because mm. they, they wanted it too. They, they could see it. When you're looking at a scorecard, it's not about my emotion. It's not about his emotion That's or her right. emotion. It's about, here's the numbers, mm -hmm. right? And so, of course, I moved in and then things started coming back out. I started moving back out. I don't want to operate in that space. I don't like operating in that space. I can do it, but I don't like getting in there because that means something is, needs to be fixed. But you as a leader need to be as productive as you can so you can look at these things, so you can see these things, so you're not caught up in your mind. This is, this is what I mean by getting so caught up instead of being able to see the whole entire picture of different things. I mean, even today you emailed me or last night you emailed me and said, hey, I had an observation. It was a great yeah. observation, by yes. the way. I give you a lot of credit for that, right? It was a really yeah. good observation. And then I just, I said, yeah, that's a great observation. I took it and I actually just, I took it in action for it this morning, right? right. It was just a good observation because you're able to see things differently, right? You have that larger perspective from there. So as the more productive you are, the more energy you bring in, which is really what being productive means is you have a ton of energy that's coming into your activity, the impact that you're making, the decisions that you're making become clear and move forward. Then as that happens, you leak that into your team. Your team starts to be more productive. Then you get to bring on more people. Then you get to have more leadership and you it's the virtuous cycle. It just starts building. You don't have to hire more people. You can keep it the way it is, but at least you're operating at a fully functional team. Sometimes if you're super productive, you don't need more people. In fact, you actually can lead <laughs> yeah. less, right. right? Which we've experienced with. Absolutely. We've built up many people and then brought that down by 50% and actually had a more productive team, yeah. right? Because people can distract you. If people are unproductive, mm -hmm. you naturally, business owners go, I need to go hire more people yeah, yeah, right. to it's, make it's up a, for inactivity of people, yeah. right? Of personal productivity. When you're operating from a place of the highest productivity that you personally, it's going to be different for everybody. Just like I shoot a basketball different than Hallie does. Well, clearly a lot different, but anyway, it's like, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> um, but we all, we, we play sports differently. You have a different higher level of of achievement too, right? Everybody does natural achievement, right? Yes. It doesn't mean you can't beyond that. Um, but wherever somebody's playing at now, it doesn't mean you're stuck there. You can always improve it. But when you're always operating at your highest level of personal productivity, you then look back, which is why in the beginning you were fighting me a little, not fighting. You're just, you're taking the stance on that because you're so productive that you can see so clearly when somebody's not. 
Yes. And so when you're very productive and you bring a ton of energy in there, which you've mentioned earlier, you now look back and you can see how clearly where somebody is not productive, which they may not know. Mm-hmm. But since you're operating at such a high state and such a high level of productivity, it's very easy for you to identify because you've been modeling the behavior and you're actually doing it. Then you can take action because you can say clearly and identify where it is versus when the leader is not productive and not personally productive, that then leaks over and they don't know why they're not getting results because the person is just following what they're doing. Right. And then they're following what they're doing. They're following what they're doing. And then they just get angry. They fire everybody or they just quit or do whatever it is. Right. So all of this stems back to one thing, which is to wake up when your alarm clock goes off. <laughs> it's the first. I mean, really, that I know, is what I'm it is. serious. It's, you know, there's a lot of generals. Like I remember watching YouTube videos of like, make your bed first. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what people were saying was, and obviously if you have a partner, you get up before them, you can't make the bed. Right. right. So it's like, but, um, it, it, what they were basically saying was that take control of your, that's why in the military they did that was, so you take control of your life, life, your day, your productivity, first thing in the morning, you taking control. That's why I'm saying it's not about defining me, defining what success looks like for you, but it's you defining it for yourself and then holding that line for it. And then naturally a lot of people in business though, right? Business is conduit for personal growth, that inner growth, right? That we're doing, um, have a, this is a model for how you do that, which again, you've, you've identified very well for that. So just kind of recap a lot of this. When you, when you are very clear, you have a, you, in the morning, you hit your alarm, the alarm goes off, you get up. Then you have a time allotment for yourself that you've defined already. You don't wake in the morning and define, you define it, right? Maybe you, you define, and if it starts small, start with five minutes of a gratitude journal, right? You can't, I mean, nobody can go wrong with being grateful. I mean, it's, it's like the first step, right? I mean, I was sharing that with Brooke, who's our, you know, uh, new employee that's coming in here. And the whole thing that she was talking about that today, about, you know, working on her, her routine, and frankly, it was just, it's, you can't go wrong with gratitude. Like you just, you, you can't, when you're grateful for something, you can't go wrong. So start with that. If you need to walk, do whatever it is, you get the point, right? So start with your morning routine, bring that energy into your day, bring that energy into your business. Check your energy, by the way, right? Not check other people's energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't check other people's energy. Check yours. What are you? Cause a lot of people are like, wow, this person's there. really, is it theirs or is it yours? And maybe it is somebody else's. It doesn't mean you have to go identify them. But if you're allowing somebody else to take your energy, that's still on you. That's still on you. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that's still on you. And it doesn't mean you need to go hang out with the person or you don't do something about it. But in that situation, while they're still being there, if you have to be there and they're taking your energy, that's on you. Mm. No, nobody else. You like to blame other people, right? It's easier. It's easier to do it. It's actually on the same thing on the other side, which is a whole other pod- podcast, is when you are dependent on somebody for your their love or their high feelings of state. That's the exact same thing we're talking about here as well, too. Mm-hmm. When you go into a relationship needing somebody else's love or energy, it's still dependency. It's still, you're still needing somebody else. You're just thinking of it as, as a positive. I'm not saying don't go enjoy that or enjoy those relationships. But honestly, when you're, when you're dependent, you're dependent. Instead of coming into a relationship, I'm full of energy. I'm full of, I'm just high. I just love life. I'm just a high state. Then you share your energy. It's mm. completely different than going totally. into a relationship, taking energy from a partner because they're like, oh, I'm in love and I love this person. It's just amazing. And, and all of a sudden, and just, where are you going? Where you got, where, where are you going? Right. And then you're, well, it's the whole concept <laughs> of being, or your happiness being dependent on your partner. Yes. Yes. Right. I mean, can't operate that way. You know, when I, one of the, the kind of phrases that I have in the back of my head when I wake up and I define my winning is 
I never wanted, I never want to have conditions on my internal state. I want it to be unconditional high, meaning that there's nothing that can happen externally that has a, has an impact, not there yet, but has an impact on how I feel inside. And that's just, that's your starting point every day. That's personal growth. When I talk about personal growth, that's inner growth. Whereas, cause then when you're walking in, you're actually, you are a whole being. You're never dependent on anything anymore to turn you on or turn you off positive or negative. You are already, there's nothing that can fill you up. And a lot of you have had these experiences before where something inside just opened you up so much. What if you were like that every moment of every day times a million? You wouldn't need anything from anybody else or anything. You could sleep anywhere. doesn't mean you don't build a house. I mean, don't get lost with me. It just means that your center point starts there. Unconditional state of being. You know, I used to say like, nobody has the right to dumb up your life. I just always, I've, I've changed that word a little bit. It's nobody has the run, nobody has the right to dumb up your state of being. Mm, I like that. And so just, it's ultimately what it is, right? Yep. So morning routine, bring that high energy in there that leaks to the rest of the team. As you start building that out there, creates a virtuous cycle. And then you can think about your own personal productivity, about being the most productive that you can be for not just for you, but for your team and for everybody else that you're leading. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. I want to let you know about a tool that I love using. It's a tool that I've been using in my life for eight years or so, which is called your daily future self. Um, Essentially how it works is there's six different categories of your life social, physical, professional, spiritual, family, and financial, that if you don't take and set a direction for, um, they just kind of just leak into your life and you end up just taking in other people's answers or don't really take direction of your own life. So we've created this really cool tool called Your Daily Future Self to help create your own roadmap towards achieving your goals, really just taking a direction for your life instead of just drifting down the river. So here's what you want to do. Head over to our website, adamhergenrother.com forward slash future and put in the goals that you have for yourself. The really neat thing is this can be uh, very lengthy. It can be very short. There's no wrong way to start this process. The cool thing is we're going to email you your goals every single day. So no matter what your morning routine is, we're going to be emailing it to you. So it shows up in your inbox, forcing you to have to look at this. Um, and it's, I used to carry mine around forever. I still actually have the piece of paper and I'd forget it sometimes and skip a day. And this way, um, this has been such a great tool that it's being emailed directly to you. So you can't miss it. Uh, it's there and it just keeps you on point and in the direction that you need to continue to take your life. We're also going to be including motivational notes and videos to help keep you laser focused on your goals. And look, if you just want the motivational content, you can enter your name and email and we'll send you that information anyways. And you can always update your future self uh, later on. So head on over to adamhergenrother.com forward slash future to enter your goals and be sure to send us an email or tag us on social when you start hitting your goals. Thanks so much for listening.